Oh, hello. Welcome to the Flyover State of Film. I am this week's host, Brian Hurst. And with me, I have some gentlemen you might recognize. These aren't some coastal elites. These aren't some New York fat cats. We're the flesh and blood of this country. They may forget about us here in the Flyover States, but never will we be forgotten. We will push through Joe, Youssef, TJ. Everybody have a drink and celebrate the power of the Flyover State of Film, man. Yay! Oh, TJ, you're drinking Lion's Head? Yeah. Oh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, represent. Yeah, man, love it. It's <laughs> great, great so, beer. Gentlemen, let's go right, let's get right into it. Let's not mess around. Yeah. I want to talk a little news. Big news of the last week. We can't avoid it. We did a reaction. You can check it out on this channel. It was fucking enlightening. But let's talk a little bit about the Star Wars trailer. Uh, we got the title, Rise of the Skywalker. What do we think about that? Anybody got an opinion? Oh, never. I actually, I, I, I'm a fan of it because how simple it is. Everyone's expecting some crazy, like deep cut. I was like, oh, I, I get it. I understand it. I don't. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I, I, I love it. It's fine. It, it's kind of lazy. Yeah, I don't what, like it. They, they introduce, the they introduce all these new fucking characters, and they want us to expand, and then. They want us to grow, but they're like, "You're the fucking Skywalker, motherfucker!" So it's like, yeah, and it's the same way with the trailer. Like, I love the trailer right up to the point at the very end with the fucking Emperor laugh. Which, don't get me wrong, Emperor hands down one of my favorite characters, and he saves the prequels. Him and Obi Wan like are the only redeemable thing about the prequels for me. Um, but like again, I thought we were moving forward, not backward. You know, even. I just I wanted Kylo Ren to be the big bad guy. I I just hope some of these I things think, are versions. I hope some of these things are like I like think, doing the Marvel element of like fucking around with us and kind of keeping us on our oh, toes. They're, they're definitely fucking around with us, and I really I think Rise of the Skywalker. That's Kylo. Kylo's getting his redemption story, and I and I, I certainly Skywalker Brian Duh. Kylo, Doubled down on being a bad guy in the last one. I want him to be the villain of this movie. No, he's like, going to do a flip. Ray's going to be bad. Ray's going to be bad. No, no way. Ray's also, definitely not going to be bad. God. I'm worried that Rise of the Skywalker means recant the whole her parents aren't like and and go back and be like, oh, she's a Skywalker. And I don't so want that. obvious, like, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping that that's why they kind of chose this title was to throw us off to make people think that, but then to go another way, maybe Skywalker will become the new term for what a Jedi is. You know, the, the Jedi aren't the mystical force anymore. They don't I exist. Got it. If you tap into the force, good or evil, you're what's known as a Skywalker. And you kind of walk that gray line. There's no dark side, light side anymore. It's more, I don't know. I got that's, it. that's what I'm I got it. out there. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Okay. So Ray's going to go to this planet, right? And she's this little boy, and this little boy's gonna have a broom, and then he's gonna be like, "Are you an angel?" <laughs> no, you already met that. Gonna put on his, and then he was gonna put on his glasses and hop on the broom. Harry Potter crossover. <laughs> Listen, no, not the worst Nothing. crossover I've heard all week. No, <laughs> yeah, everybody's just throwing shit at the at the wall, see what sticks. But yeah, I, I, I there... maybe that that's not a bad idea actually, Brian. I like that the 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 mantle is no longer about the Jedi. It's about the Skywalker. Right. Skywalker so becomes the new term, becomes the like new word yeah. for a force yeah. user. I do, I do like. I mean, I be, I do like that'd it. be cool. He's, um, he's a legend. Was there anything, was there anything we, else 
that you guys yeah. heard coming out of Star Wars Celebration that you wanted to talk about? I have a hot take. Oh boy! Oh, oh Billy Business. Billy Business. Well, do you want to? Okay, you want to start up your own hot, your your own podcast yeah. first? Yeah. First, you could buy my Michelin tires. Ooh. Let me search for oh, hot takes. Did take. you see that was called that podcast? Hot takes. Let me search for that. Oh, there's only forty podcasts called Hot Takes. Is there something so, to narrow that down? Or? So I love Lando as a character, right? Sure. He could be really fun to revisit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, does anyone else have a so feeling racist. that they're gonna? Fuck that up. And then, no, you know what's racist? Having <laughs> the only person of other color or one of them come in and then be related to that person. Man, that's we don't know that yet. That has not been confirmed. Or, I'm sorry, all this specu speculation of that. Right. The, spe the people speculating are racist. I it's, feel it's like, like <laughs> just give me another badass character. That I feel like we should be more worried about how have to be tied to someone else. Hey, man, they did give you a badass black lady character in Solo, and then they killed her off in 15 minutes. Who still haven't seen Solo? Because funny story. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Funny story about Solo. I picked it up from Redbox and never returned it, and won't watch it. Ooh, that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. It, okay. I never looked at that. Information charge, you're about but... to pay double the price. You better get rid of that thing, man. Um. No, this was when it. This was like in October. Oh, done. What a. Anything else from Star Wars Celebration? Anybody watch the the footage of like the Mandalorian or anything like that? I didn't really. I didn't. I don't know if it got released publicly. Dude. Was it only at Star Wars? It, it didn't. Too much Star publicly. Wars. Well, well okay. I like how Star Wars we was like we're ending at we're no, ending no, at Last Jedi. I'm sorry, we're ending at uh, Skywalker. But by the way, here's all this other content. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like so much stuff. Well, they're taking a break from movies supposedly, and they're going to do a couple. So they got the shows going, but that's a good segue. Mandalorian's going to be on Disney Plus. Disney Plus had a big unveiling. Any thoughts about that? That's another big news story from last week. Anybody care about Disney Plus? Uh, I definitely will yeah. steal a lot of their uh, stuff once it comes out. But to pay for another app. It's tough, man. Watching oh, I'll just you pay though at six ninety nine when Netflix just raised their price to twelve ninety nine, yeah. and DC Universe is probably gonna like, fail. So fucking like Disney came to play. Disney is not fucking around. Yeah, it's DC. gonna be Disney Plus and then someone else. Like DC, they are gonna be one of the contenders for sure. DC Universe is a non-starter there. Um, no, Disney if Plus. It, it's the price point. They could get away with it if it was all Warner Brothers stuff. But this just DC does not have enough content to support a whole channel. This was the big sell for me. Um, and I'm a little mad because I already have FXX through cable. But Disney Plus is getting the whole Simpsons library. I have yeah. all the DVDs, but that is so convenient. They, and well, they also stop. DVDs only go up to, what, 19 now, right? 22. They haven't got, 22. Whoa. No, season there's not 22. season 21. No, there is. I'm not. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, there is. No, there's season twenty because that one came out like when the season premiered. But Every, I think everybody, it's only everybody, to, hold your breath. Somebody's googling. This is <laughs> podcast magic. Because seriously, because I got some buy-in to do if there's more out. Am I drunk? I like the idea of the Simpsons on are on I'm there. drunk. I'm thinking of. I'm sorry, Brian. You're right. I'm thinking of eighteen because they've been filling okay. the gap. Well, yeah, they. Sorry. Well, the thing is, they took a couple years off. They stopped making them. This, you know, the Simpsons fan yeah, outcry. But I assume is the same one that has kept the show on the air. It's funny, like I only like on the internet where the snobs are. You only hear people like shit on the Simpsons after. Aren't season you on 10. the? Aren't but, you on the internet? 
Well, yeah, and I'm one of those snobs, and I often <laughs> shoot sense, but I also love it. <laughs> it's like first off, fair. guys. All I'm saying is that's a big sell. Hopefully, they have the random, like some of the FXX apps you could, or Simpsons World apps you could hit random, and it'll randomly play an episode that have like the 600, which is awesome. If they keep that, you got my six bucks. Well, so the other the, shows on the app well, I mean, are not they that have appealing. Disney, they're all spin off classics and stuff. That's can worth six a, bucks a yeah, month. Yeah, that's cool. Can I give you a little a hot take, aka what people mistake hot takes as a bad opinion, also. Uh, I mean, you I'm, can just you can just state your opinion. You don't yeah, have- I don't give a shit about uh, Scarlet Witch, the Vision. I don't care about Hawkeye and his. No, side I don't care vision. about those shows either. I I get what they're doing. It makes sense. I would watch the Mandalorian it. before I watch those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would. I'm hundred percent behind that. And then other there's other shows. I don't even. I'd watch The Tick before I'd watch shows like that. Like, oh, I want to watch The Tick. I'm yeah, gonna give me something. I'm gonna burn a free month to Amazon with a new uh, with a new. Uh, email address to get on that shit i'm just yeah. waiting for the invincible uh, and if you're going to give us like yeah if you're gonna give us side characters i guess give us like lewis from uh uh louise from um ant-man like give us him uh, and or do, here's my idea. do a good inhuman show don't do it characters that have been in the movies give us something else and then yeah. tie it in later if it's successful like try something like that I think, like, I do think what there Agent is no... shield should have been you know what yeah, i mean I think, like a tie it i think actually i think means I think the reason why they're doing this is because they want to expand to new characters and don't they don't want to give up on their current ones so they're just moving them to tv that way they have more room to make new movies because they have a shit ton of new characters now they have fantastic four oh, cool. and the x-men and all that bullshit so i'm i'm the reason why i think they're doing that and it's not i'm not saying that i want to watch them maybe i'll watch them but the reason why they're doing it is like, hey, we don't have any more room to grow. Like, well, if you can characters from the movies that they're that are not like Falcon's never going to get his own movie, no. but he can get his own TV show on Disney Plus. You yeah, know, that's, like, so he doesn't he he doesn't need to be like an additional playing figure in a movie. He can just be in his own TV world over there. And if and he if can something still show up for two months in the movies because we've established and whatever. Um, I don't want to harp too much on it. I like that they're getting all the Fox stuff. That's a big thing too. That's a huge library of content for them to put up. You know, all the aliens movies are on there. They've already said they got plans to continue making alien movies, continue making Planet of the Apes movies. So I, like I mean, Disney's in the business do, making money. Do we, they know how to do make we need? Do they? Do are, we need more Planet of the Apes? That was such a good trilogy. No, no, I guess you're right. But if they want in five years or 10 years to do it again, I'd be interested, you know, are we, are we, are we able to, uh, are they, I hope they get, or somehow get the Marvel cartoons from the nineties. The Fox. I, yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they're on Hulu right now. They were, I have all the X-Men and you know what? I don't watch them that much because I don't think that show holds up as well as other people do. Uh, the Spider-Man animated holds up. Batman the Animated Series and Gargoyles hold up much better. All right, Spider-Man with that, holds up. let's and do Spider-Man? a quick segue. No. You don't think the Spider-Man Animated Series holds up, Joe? No, I'm asking. I do. I do. You do? Okay. I only have the Venom saga. That's all I have of that series. And I think it's pretty decent, but, you know, that's fine. 
Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit just right before we get into the first topic. I just want to do a little grave dancing on the new Hellboy. Um, I'm really <laughs> glad that it failed. Fuck that movie. I said it from the beginning. They fucking, you know, they didn't give Guillermo the money he wanted. And he went on. He was like, oh, really? Well, I'll take Abe Sapien and I'll go make a fucking Oscar winner. Peace, bitches. And he bailed out and they cheaped out. They thought they were going to make a fucking Deadpool clone. They're like, we know. We'll spend $60 million. We'll make some fucking 2004 CGI and we'll put the Queen of Terrible Movies, Mia Jovovich, in it and we'll fucking nail this thing. Well, guess <laughs> what? It sucked ass and everybody saw it coming a mile away and I'm sorry, no ill will to David Harbour, but I hear he was a dick on set. I hear the producers were fucked up. The guy who directed this, The Descent deserves much better than this. So, can I add something? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I agree with everything that you just said. But uh, mild spoiler, and this is. I'm just throwing it into the internet, and somebody can make this happen. Um, in the last scene of this movie, they have the galls to uh, like uh, put the hand of Ape Sapien, like kind of like a teaser, like oh. "Ooh, next movie we're gonna have Ape Sapien." Can somebody edit that? And Ape Sapien comes up with a hand and an Oscar in his hand. Like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> that would be awesome. When, when Joe gets access to the footage, man, we will we'll have that shit. You know? <laughs> and, and the legend. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get out in front and say I thought this was a bad idea from the get-go, and I was right. So, um, it, it, uh, got... It's control. No, it just, we got... It's we just got... funny. Because it's now oh, the movie that fucking assholes are going to Die on the hill to die. Be like, no, it's oh, really yeah. good. You just have to see this one scene, Actually, man. Understand. It's closer to the comic book. Oh, wow. Awesome. Like, Great. It'll be like <laughs> yeah. the Keanu Reeves Constantine. Everyone's like, go back and check oh. it out. Actually, that's a good that But I need to go back I just checked me? out. Oh, I just face. checked out <laughs> Ghost Rider like two hours ago. <laughs> no. That's that a great bad. segue. Let's talk about the MCU. Let's talk about Marvel movies that are not in the MCU. I know this wasn't the original, but that's such a good segue. I'm not going to waste it. Let's go right into our first topic tonight. I don't even remember whose it was. TJ, maybe? Joe. No, no I think it was Joe. Joe, Joe you, were, you brought this up, so I'll, I'll kick it to you first. What are your favorite non uh, Mar MCU Marvel movies. So more of an, the earlier era. I guess basically we're talking about things that came out before 2008. Logan. Yeah, we're... Yeah, I guess pre-Iron Man. There were still a few after Iron Man, but they all... Yeah, there's a couple X-Men movies that came after. Yeah. That's true. Um, Logan. Logan. I will have to go... Oh, so I wanted to pick this topic because with Endgame coming out... Um, you know, there, there, there is a, there, well, yeah, you gotta ride that wave, but there is a past. So many MCU rewatches in my Twitter feed. That's not just MCU. <laughs> um, and I, there are some pretty good movies in there. It, one of which, uh, Love Blade 2. Uh, big, a lot big, of the my son for the first time the other night, it kicks so much ass. Yeah. Big, That's big, by far the best Blade movie. It's not um, even close. Pick, Still, pick your favorite, Joe, and, and, and tell Favorite, I mean, favorite, I, I feel like it's also gonna pick is Spider Man 2. Hmm. Spider-Man 2 is still one of the strongest Marvel movies. Why why do you love it so yeah. much? I agree. Uh it's it's written it it's writing is phenomenal. The the scenes and the beats all work and Doc Ock kills it. Logan. Um I agree. Yeah, Aunt May, Aunt May is Aunt May is emotionally strong and the most effective she's ever been in any version. Too old. Uh no, it's no, just no. A, comic accurate. Comic accurate old. Comic accurate bitch. 
Also, that it's scene where the the, hand, the the uh, the dog hands come yeah, to life the, and they just kill everybody. The Evil Dead, the Evil Dead Two, finally coming out uh, in yeah, Sam Raimi's movie. I will say, and this is something the Sam Raimi movies all suffer from for me, is there's no like legitimate bad guys in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Everybody's like a victim and of circumstance and something's controlling them or something's affecting them. And I, I always wish there was like some just legitimate bad, bad guys in the Spider-Man movies. But Alfred but it, Molina is really great. But it also yeah. adds, but it adds complexity to it. It adds, you know, humanity. It's not, it though, he gets like off a, the hook. I don't know, there's no complexity in a guy who has no consequences. He dies. I remember. Oh, he dies. I he remember, gives up his life. His sacrifice I, doesn't mean much to me. That's was early 2000s comic book movie shit where the villain has to die for no yeah. reason. They just kill off the villain all the time. Shout Actually, that, to, that didn't stop till a couple of years ago. Shout <laughs> out to Alfred Molina. Uh, being when that movie uh, came out, and I was like, so I was really I was young, and seeing him like that same year in Species, like at like someone's house, and being yeah. like, "Hey, that is, he can't be in other movies." I think the one that blew my mind the most is realizing he was the dude in Boogie Nights when they go with Tom oh, James. Shit. And yeah, they're on the, the, the guy bombers. in his bathrobe and his underwear, and he's like jumping around in his fucking house. That, oh. that was crazy. Logan, <laughs> and he's Mario in a uh, speed wagon. He's in Frida with uh, Salma Hayek, you know, foreshadowing our uh, Desperado oh, talk. Geez, but um, but I, I agree that Spider-Man 2 is amazing, but I, I also love Spider-Man 1. It's a fantastic movie. And Willem Dafoe is like the perfect casting of a Green Goblin ever. And talking it's about Ant- and talking about Anne May, she has a fantastic scene when she's like praying and, and Green Goblin bursts through the door and he's like, finish! I know TJ hates all this shit, but I agree that like, what's his like they brought the comic book to life on the screen. They're not the most like perfect they're not realistic, but they feel like a real comic book to me. That's like what sells them. You yeah, know, we're still getting the formula down. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like there's I'm... people who like Hellboy. I like Hellboy. No, like new Hellboy. No, no, we don't. You just don't like Spider Man, but uh, you just don't like good stuff. But what do you like about you know Marvel movies? Tell us one. Yeah, t- oh, you, you tell us me. You want to do me? Look at that segue yeah. within the segment. About, now he's going to talk about the literally worst abomination, the embarrassment that damn near killed comic book movies for <laughs> a decade. Actually, it was the movie. first Marvel movie. To take his opinion seriously. I feel extremely offended because I thought Wesley Snipes was amazing in the original Blade. <laughs> yeah. I thought the original Blade is one of the best movies movie. out there from Marvel. It's got one of the, it probably the best opening scene. Fuck X2 and Nightcrawler. This opening scene with the Blood Rave is oh, hands yeah. down the best scene. Now, with that being said, Venom. Thomas Jane's Punisher. Bing, bang, boom, that movie rocks. After we've covered Warzone on this show, you're going to bring Warzone. I have Warzone on my list. All I'm saying is, John Travolta was awesome. You put the bait out there. You put the bait out there, and I'll tell you what. I'm not taking it. I'm saving that for a very special occasion one day. And I'll what, tell you what. Every fucking four minutes of your life. How are the Blade, duck? How are the duck? Blade really is hands down probably my favorite non-MCU Marvel movie. And if at some point, sometime in the future, Kevin Feige flips his cat or, cap around backwards and is like, fucking, I'm putting Blade in there. 
I will love him forever. But until then, he's always just a B plus for me. You know, I would. It would be awesome to see Girl Logan. See a Disney Plus series of Moon Knight and Girl Logan Blade. Just mm. give the two characters that everybody's been bitching about. Like, where is this character going? And just shout out. Here you are. Yeah, shout out to Marvel Comics right now. Um, they're doing a new uh, series. I don't. Re- I haven't bought a comic book in a, in a pretty long time. But they're doing Blade vs Wolverine and. Uh, Best believe I'll be buying that, but I'll pass it on to somebody else now. I'll I'll, I'll take the reins so uh, Brian can finish off. Um, I, I I mean I have the Spider Man's one and two, and even three. I still I kind of like three. Uh, I don't. It's not a good movie, but I territory. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a good movie. Sandman scene of him bringing himself together, like the Sandman being created scene, is incredible. Every time I'll stop what I'm doing to watch that shit. That movie really great. That movie would have been fantastic with Logan. without uh, James Franco and without Toby. But see, if it was just Sandman. I've never forced Venom in there. That's the I've real problem. The worst part uh, of that is that they forced Venom down our throat. Yeah, but I've mentioned on this Franco podcast before that movie is one of my biggest question marks. Of like, I would love to see the like what happened, like mm. like mini doc about. Like the drama, the because you know, the drama between MCU and Ray, or the Marvel and Raimi or Paramount. Yeah, I'm respecting for that. But I agree. I agree. I, he's, he's like, like I'm gonna cram like, everything. Oh, you're gonna make me do this? Fuck you! Here, I'll fucking take this whole franchise. I don't give a shit. Yeah. That's pretty baller. That's a baller move. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what happened with uh, Gremlins too. Yeah. They forced him to make Gremlins too, and he didn't want to. And he's like, "Oh, you want a Gremlins? I'll do it. I'll give you a fucking Gremlins." Um, and we got an awesome Gremlins too, and that's a great Gremlins movie. No shit. Yeah, um, but I, uh, but I I will say in defense of James Franco in the third movie, at least that arc makes sense. They were building to something. I'm not saying it's yeah, executed it's, well, no, but like. That had a purpose. It made it made sense. Literally, the Venom thing is a rock falls from the sky and lands like three feet from Peter Parker, and that's your intro to like one of the most influential comic characters in the nineties. Venom. They should have saved it. They should have been like a like a teaser for the next movie, and then they expand on Venom. We talked about Spider Man enough. Yusef, you have other picks that aren't Spider Man. Yes, I I wanted to talk about X Men First Class. Um, Oh, okay. I love that movie because it fucking broke away from even though they fucking jammed it up our asses with first uh, Days of Future Pass, but it was just broke away from the continuity of the shit show that X-Men became with Origins and and well, after um, the X-Men, last the of X-Men 3 and Origins, uh, First Class was the only X-Men yeah. movie I don't think I went to see in the theater. I didn't see it until it came to DVD, and I was like, damn, they made another good one, and I fucked up it and missed good. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wolverine was pretty fun. I, uh, it's fun, but that was the after, that's yeah, after first class. That's that's after after, yeah, yeah. Well, also, and actually, I really like, I'm a Days of Future Past guy. I really like Days of Future uh, Past. Do I? I don't want to have the fight. It. I'm just saying I enjoy it. it I get why so people bad. don't, but it I like it. Um, that fr- it doesn't matter because that they tanked it anyway because Apocalypse is garbage. So even if you like me, you don't have anything to hang on to, so it doesn't matter. It's all no, going away. Yeah. It's all trash fire now. The only thing that I don't like about this, um, fuck, first class is uh, the mystique angle. I, yeah. I, I really didn't like that angle, but the the pathos behind um, it's um, all for Magneto is force. X Men, yeah. like it's yeah. And, 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 and you, she got no, popular, but, so. but she, 
Yeah, but that was after. She, they didn't know she was going to be so um, famous during the making. So they, you don't have really don't have that excuse when they were making uh, first it's class. Like when, right after first class came out, that she got cast for Hunger Games, right? Mm-hmm. So it was pretty close there. I'll tell you what, which is really awesome. First class is they took probably. Um, one of the most powerful scenes from the first X-Men film. Hate to give that movie credit because the director's a piece of shit. But with that first scene with um, a young... Still groundbreaking, though. I mean, yeah, sure. a young Magneto yeah. in the... In the Nazi I was going to say... And then doing yeah. it in first class and pulling love- them together and then expanding it. And giving something and adding some context to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love, I love the, the, the one that I wanted just to point out before I jump to Brian is... I love how they did the uh, underground, underwater scene yeah. where Magneto is just willing to die underwater to hold on to that uh, submarine and, and Savior literally saves him. It oh, really adds... In Argentina, too, is incredible. Yeah, like, all that's the, so fantastic. And the coin. I, the the coin. I saw that and I was like, this Michael Fassbender dude is too good for an X-Men movie. Why yeah. is he in an X-Men <laughs> Kevin Bacon, though. I know love, they fumbled. I, the I know they fumbled. Kevin Bacon. Great to see Kevin Bacon. I wish he would pop up and shit like that more often, just out of nowhere. That was yeah. really cool. So yeah, X Men's First Class is a fantastic movie, and and I wish that um, I know that he's currently stuck on the Kinsman, but I wish um, fuck, I'm blanking on his name, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. I wish like he made more movies because he's jumped around. He did Kick Ass. He did X uh, yeah. X Men. He did Kingslayer. He's like jumping around genres, and and every time he jumps into a new movie, he really brings something new to that. And X Men First Class was really needed in that X Men world because that that fucking franchise was just going down the the drain for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian. What's up, motherfucker? What do you think? Um, I don't know if this is going to be a hot take. Um, hot takes. There's so many hot takes. They're so spicy. I Jeez, like Lee's Hulk. Well, I'm going to poke wait, here tomorrow. Wait, what? That is a yeah. hot take because that movie is fucking awful. No, no, no. I, go. Let, him, let, him, let him talk. I, I want to hear this bullshit. It's, it's like... I know, I get it. It's weird, but that's an auteur filmmaker really trying something. And like, it's fucking, I like the shit with the panels. I like the scene change panels. I like that. I like I like that. that. That's stylistic choice. Um, I don't love the, like, the look of the whole guy. I just think they weren't ready yet. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things they just weren't up to par. They weren't ready for that. But like, I. I kind of like the story they tried to tell. I like the father-son stuff. Um, I, I just think like it's that. better. Here's the thing. I don't think it's as bad as it gets credit for being. I think it's better than it, it, it's its reputation. You probably like If you had never seen it and you've only heard bad things about it, I would recommend giving it a chance. Now, I, I, it's I, a I good video game. Things. I want to say two things. It's funny Both that you just—it's funny that you just said a tour. When I I bring stuff up, you were like, "Oh, fuck you, douchebag, uh, indie. I'm so smart." But you were like, "Tour <laughs> vision." And he brought art uh, to a comic film genre. I mean, I'm sorry. Philistine mind has to like try to degrade me, but I just want to know. You know, when take note that when an artist is making art, we should all respect it, whether I, it's good or I not. Sure. Welcome but to I Brian's. Agree, I, welcome to Brian's I, talk, where he thinks Gus Van Sant's Psycho is a beautiful piece of art because he's such an artist. No, but Brian, I agree with that. Uh, with 
with it being so different, I wish that it isn't Eric Bana because Eric Bana cannot act for shit. And I don't like the ending, like the, the bad guy. You've never seen Chopper. You've clearly <laughs> never seen Funny People where he was hysterical. God, Joe, stop. Logan. Logan. Girl Logan. Eric LaSalle. Clone Logan. Eric Bana <laughs> was great in Funny People. Yeah, he plays a rugby oh. guy. You know, I like, I think this is a really great group of funny people. And you know what I'd like to hear their opinion on is the best wrestlers in movies. That's what I would like to hear. What do you guys think? TJ, I believe you brought this to the table. Would you like oh, to yeah. kick us off and tell us a little bit about what made you like want to talk about this or whatever? Oh, yeah. If you guys haven't heard, the uncharismatic, very bland and boring John Cena. The world champ at some point in the time, the guy who wears jorts more than any person ever should, got cast in New Suicide Squad. So he needs to go back to that high and tight. That hair is fucking off-putting. Yeah, and also leave the entire rap thing behind because he went back. Can I, can I ask a question? I think that was Please. a I WrestleMania like, I like John Cena blockers. Like can I ask a question? Please. He was also good in Sisters. How, how expensive is um, casting John Cena when they have to um build new cameras because you can't see him normally. <laughs> so my question was to you guys out of all the movies um and all the wrestlers in the world what are the your favorite or least favorite performances in the film by wrestler excluding the rock because that's that's a given the guys owning yeah, everything right now. And by the way it's the rundown that's the best movie yeah the rock. hands down i want to i want to go i want to pick uh, before before yeah, yeah, I really pronounce walking tall wrong, but I wanna I'm gonna fucking pick um Andrew the Giant because fuck you all. Uh Get the Princess Bride steal that one. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna steal him right off the bat because <laughs> and I had no clue about wrestling before uh watching that movie. Like he was a wrestler, but I fell in love with him instantly. I was like a little kid and he was so fucking funny and so huge and so imposing. And then when I got into wrestling, I was, like, want <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, that's the fucking guy from, from the princess. Bride. Like he was the princess bride guy for me when I was growing up. And when I was watching, um, I grew up in a, in a tiny group that was very obsessed with wrestling. And we used to watch DVDs of the classic matches and well, fucking watching the attitude era. So you probably had some pretty good, you know, you guys. Oh yeah. It. I loved, I love, I was uh, the rock triple H and, and um, Stone Cold Steve Austin fan and uh, the degeneration X, you know, uh, all that bullshit, but chopping, you know, everybody suck my dick, you know, but if you want to, <laughs> if you want to, I'm not going to force you. Consent, Right. Consent. But also, uh, <laughs> but in the princess, but in the princess, right? He's so fucking funny, and I and and when he and uh, the tiny ball guy, which I always forget his Wallace name, Sean. yes, him and him and Wallachon just having a conversation. I don't know why it's so fucking funny. I think it's the tone of voice. <laughs> he's so he has such a deep tone of voice, and then Wallachon's like. <laughs> like the just the decision of that that scene is just always hilarious. So I'm gonna pick that guy, and you can guys get the scraps. Now we get to fight over the scraps. Oh, I got some good scraps for you because I have nothing to bring to a wrestler conversation. You don't watch any movies that have wrestlers in them? No, no. Just let me, let me. Okay, you may live. Batista in the Guardians movies. Ah, shut up. <laughs> Adam Sandler's two uses of wrestlers. One oh, is Kevin Nash. What? Captain Insano in yeah. Waterboy and Stone Cold Steve Austin in The Longest Yard. 
And uh, Kevin Nash in the longest yard, too. Yes, that was really the one that has the Kevin Nash is is Kevin Nash. That terrible Punisher movie that TJ likes, too. Kevin Nash. Bill Goldberg's in the uh, longest yard. That's true. Goldberg is fun on the Goldbergs. Sorry, uh, time out. I used to love, I was like, oh my God, whenever Goldberg comes over to uh, WWF, that's going to be so fucking amazing. And when he finally came over, it was like the suckiest thing ever. (laughs) We don't want to talk about the invasion angle. This is not a wrestling podcast. If you guys want to watch it, I will do that shit. If you want to do an Attitude Era episode, we'll do it. I want a movie of, of Ready to Rumble. I love that movie. That's hey, right. Rumble, there you go. Oliver Platt trying to play. You're supposed to believe Oliver Platt can be a wrestler, <laughs> like old fat ass Oliver king. Platt. I'm the king. <laughs> Why didn't they just get real Jerry Lawler to play that part? First of all, he would have been fucking way better. I mean, nothing against Oliver Platt. I love Oliver Platt, but you could have legit had Jerry Lawler play the king and just have him be the king. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Jerry, wait, wait. It's unbelievable though. Wait, Maybe you got some Lawler. good macho man, Rary, Randy Savage though. Jerry Lawler, Lawler, right now. Man on the Moon. Fuck yeah. yeah. We created his own life on Man on the Moon. And also, I think, in that movie, doing a little creative license about how much he was in on that joke. Too. Sure. It's like, I <laughs> I'm knew pretty sure trailer. that movie bank helped bankrupt WCW, by the way, too. And also, Rumble, he, they were taking a lot of big swings in those days. Oh, because yeah. uh, Joe mentioned uh, Paul, uh, the big show in... What did you mention him in? Waterboy. Uh, Waterboy. Captain Insano. Yeah. He's also the giant Santa Claus in Jingle All the Way. Uh, that's right. True. And Vern Troyer is the our, little Santa Claus. Yes. Our, our watch along. All right, Brian, who you got? Oh, yes. Our watch along. Go find our watch along. It's on our <laughs> channel. Just keep searching. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it my turn? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think the obvious answer here that I thought was the softball that I, I didn't can't believe is still left is McGruber. Uh, there's like a ton of wrestlers in McGruber. Fucking Chris Jericho's in it. The Big Show's in it. There's a bunch of wrestlers. Great Kali and like a bunch of the like Shelton Benjamin and just everybody. Um, but I was gonna go with something more obscure because I was like, Alpha, I there's so many that you guys didn't mention. Nobody said right, a fucking uh, uh, no holds barred. Rip them, you know. Like that's that's a classic. Whole oh, movie made on Bando or or Mr. Nanny or Three Ninjas or nobody. No, 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 no. We don't talk. We don't talk about that racist. But Roddy Piper and they live. Roddy Piper and they live. But no, no. I want to talk about a 2010 movie starring the Big Show. Man, the Big Show's been in a lot of fucking movies, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, It's called Knucklehead. It's one of those like straight to DVD or Red Box. You probably have seen the cover. A shitty Photoshop cover of like him in a diaper, and there's a bunch of weird around him. But it's just one of those like weird, wacky, kind of low budget. A grifter like uses him to like make trying to make money. It was just a fun, weird movie, and I've only seen it once. But when I was thinking about this question, I was like, "What's a movie that had a wrestler in it that I that popped into my mind?" And I was like, "So (laughs) I would recommend me and you go find that and watch it again and see if it was any good or if it was just a big piece of shit." (laughs) I'll I'll give I'll give credit to Dave Batista in uh, Blade Runner. He's actually very fucking good in that movie. Very good. He's 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 shown to be a good actor. Yeah, he's good in all the stuff he does. Uh, I'm going with TJ. Well, I was going to go with the obvious choice here because no one's. I mean, we've mentioned him in The Longest Yard, but we didn't mention him in the best movies. In it's uh, Steve Austin in the Condemned. Anyone ever see that? 
I thought you were going to say Triple H and Blade Trinity. No, I, I was just looking for an uh, honorable mention. The Triple H made a... All three Blade movies, guys. Give it up. Triple H made like a knockoff pacifier called like... You ever see that cover? Oh, so and it was like yeah. But Steve yeah. Austin basically plays a criminal where he gets dropped on an island with like 13 other criminals and this live broadcast <laughs> it was huge and they have to murder everybody. He's got to save this one girl. I've never seen that, but I wanted to. Oh, it's so good. It it's they made like 13 sequels of it. I'm pretty sure John Cena, The Miz, and Edge played a version of it at some point. Dude. Oh, the Miz took over uh, the Marines. Yeah, the Marines too. He's made like twenty yeah, Marines. He's like five of those now. Like he took it. He's he not it. only took it over, but he oh, is now the God. Marine much more than John Cena ever was. Um, I did yeah. watch the first Marine movie because Robert Patrick was the villain, and I will watch any oh, yeah. movie with Robert Easily. Patrick again. But I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> upset that no one picked Steve Austin. He's also the best uh, wrestler you want to go to a bar to and have a drink with, and. uh Ooh, speaking of bars, you know what I was wondering? Yusuf mentioned something, and I wanted to bring it up to the group here. What do you guys think the best movie bar is? Oh, I know. I mean, I have a shit ton of bars written down just in case every, somebody's blanking or we, we just want to go first this time. No, 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 no. One anyway. <laughs> uh, let go ahead. Pick Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little known movie. Maybe you guys have heard of it. No, but, uh, there's a movie directed by Steve Buscemi who will pop up in our discussion later. It's called Trees Lounge. Um, you know, one of those, like, when an actor gets famous and they want to try their hand at directing kind of jobs, it's like a low-budget thing, and he drives an ice cream truck, and he has an awkward relationship with a younger woman, and he kind of a, like, sad drunk, and he's in this bar with a bunch of other sad drunks, but they're all played by really great character actors, and it was just one that I really enjoyed, and again, much like Knucklehead, it's one I've always meant to go back and revisit. So I was like, here's a great opportunity to remind myself about it and maybe, you know, throw it out to some other people too. If you like obscure 90, late 90s directed by a uh, actor type shit. But, but that's like, is it would be that, would that bar be somewhere you wish to go have a drink? Actually, yeah, I love a dive bar. The, like, I do like, love a dive bar. A bar that's, that's dingy and dark and has like, four regulars that almost never leave is perfect. Like Moe's. You know what I mean? Like that's oh, I like the your kind of shirt, by the I way. Like, Speaking of Moe's. Oh, my uh, Troy McClure uh, Planet of the Apes shirt. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> really? Um, you're, really hitting all, you're really hitting all my buttons tonight. What about <laughs> you, uh, Joe? Where where you want to go drink? Oh, God. You know, it's funny. You're like, yeah, movie bar. And you say it, and then you completely... You're like, wait, shit, there are bars and movies. I was like, I know there are a lot of these. Why am I not coming up? One that ties into discussions later, this bar looks like a ton of fun is the From Dust Till Dawn bar, but I want to get Oh, Twisters! We got apple pie, pussy! Actually, I'm going to let you finish, Joe, but he has an affinity for bars because Sin City also has an awesome bar and Desperados is a shit ton of bars and oh. and, and from Dust Till Dawn which I'll let you finish as an awesome No, bar he's too. a bar. He's a definitely he's a, bar a bar guy. Um, another one and kind of doing a lateral move here um, would be Inglorious Bastards. Ooh. The basement uh, room? Yeah, the basement bar is a fucking... Uh, it's a great scene and it's a... What I was going to say, like, the bar aside, amazing moment. Three. Yeah. 
Um, and then just just for the kids, uh, The Shining, the lonely. 50 Come on, bar. man! Yeah, that's fantastic. I wish yeah. I would. It's so beautiful, and nobody's Probably. there. Nobody's no. You don't have to elbow people out of the way. It's just a ghost giving you ghost whiskey. You sit down, and and the money's no good here. Your money's no good here. How about you, TJ? Oh, I got a so a couple of them been named already. So I'm gonna go with the easy one. No one's mentioned. Uh, I'm probably stealing this from somebody. I'm gonna go to the Winchester. Oh, yeah, everyone, yeah, you gotta do the Winchester at some point. Um, you Brian, tell us how you feel about um, Edgar Wright or no, I'm sorry, uh, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. He's Edgar made three good movies for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. that's what we need to hear. TJ, well, continue with your topic. <laughs> sorry, TJ. Sorry for cutting you off. Very good. And I was going to move on to the next uh, horror type of bar that would be fun to walk into <laughs> in the middle of the night in a full moon, the Slaughtered Lamb from uh, uh, An American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's a great pick. The most awkward situation you can ever put yourself in with no kitchen, nothing to eat, but all you get is just warm beer and darts. Put me in that situation. I'll definitely get murdered or made to a werewolf. And that'd probably be my pick. Have you oh, ever, also uh, honorable mention for Brian, the Coco Bongo Club from The Mask and Cameron Diaz dancing because Jim Carrey is a champ. Yeah, he loves Jim Carrey. Have you ever, oh. have you ever walked into a bar artist. like that though, where you should not be in there? Oh, dude, and... I'm a Latino in 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 the USA. That happens to me every day. <laughs> I was like, no, I got white privilege, so I'm good. No, no, There's I have because I've been in some uncomfortable biker bars and shit. Where uh, yeah, that's no. what I mean. It's usually a biker bar where like, dude, the other just, day they know the, you're not there. The other day like, we, for some reason, we were in Kentucky drinking, and in that bar there was a guy with a Confederate flag uh, shirt. And another one that had uh, Trump knows better, more than you, bitch. And there was like a hand of Trump like this. And I was like, I looked at my wife. I was like, we're not supposed to be here. He's like, <laughs> she's like, I have dark skin. How do I feel right now? Because I, I can blend in. I, if I stay quiet, they go like, hmm, maybe he's a, he's an Italian guy. He's, a, he's, 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 he's not Puerto Rican. But my wife, she cannot escape her, <laughs> her connotation. But I, I want to jump in. I want to obviously Rick's Cafe, you know, but Casablanca is a fantastic bar. You just have uh, fuck. I, I'm blanking on the name of the pianist. Help me out, oh, Brent. Um, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Uh, you have Charlie Chaplin just playing on the piano, and you're just drinking away uh, uh, some uh, martinis. Um, I, I cannot. Orlando Jones. I'm gonna <laughs> say two ones just so fans don't well, go wait, ape is, shit. Is that a? Is it a, a Casablanca? It's a uh, speakeasy. Yeah, it's a. It's a. It's yeah. kind of like a jazz bar. Yeah, that's a sweet bar. Yeah, they serve alcohol openly. They're in. They're in a foreign land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, every speakeasy I should say is trying to look like Casablanca. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can't we can't go away without mentioning the most a uh, most uh, cantina. How do you say it? Oh, most, yeah. most, most Eisley, most Eisley yeah. cantina. I Star Wars. Don't think it's a good bar. I know you're gonna die it's, in there, but that's fine. Everybody. I don't know. I mean, you've got a lightsaber. You're all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but like I want to go to a bar. You know what I like about that bar? They discriminate against droids, and I enjoy, I appreciate that. We gotta you know, mention. We gotta mention Hogshead. In uh, Harry Potter, because you know that's a fantastic bar where they should serve uh, alcohol to underage kids. And well, they're not. They're and my pick, but well, my pick is the Ink Pink Club from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, nice! 
that's a good you one. Get, you just get to drink with cartoons um, and just have your the time of your life. But that's that's kind of my pick right there. And Jessica Rabbit's there, right? Oh yeah, she she kicks uh, Cameron Diaz's ass. She does, and I, uh, no, 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 no. Cameron Diaz in the mask is just a couple that popped up on my search. Also, that I didn't hear mentioned, uh, the milk bar from Clockwork Orange. No, nah, we're just talking like iconic <laughs> bars. Um, and there was one on here I I wanted to bring up. But maybe it's not worth bothering now. The titties. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, I wanted to throw this one came up, and I don't know if it counts as a bar. It's more like a restaurant and a club. Jackrabbit Slims from Pulp yeah, Fiction. I saw that come oh, yeah. up too. That's a that's a fucking restaurant. They went to Chili's. Right. That's like a that's like a yeah. That's like a pop up kind of. Like, Joe, fancy you're room. real like you're real you're bar addict. You know you know you think nothing's a bar. You just want to be like whatever it is. Restaurant, one and chilies and Jack Sims have a bar, but, that, but they're, they're not going there bar, in that movie right? for a restaurant. a restaurant that also has a bar. I 100% agree. I was, I thought it was weird. Although, I would love to go to Jack Rabbit Slim. Like, I'd love you know what's that, a good but... one. Um, in Goodfellas, like the Cocobana Club, like that's yeah, sure, sure, but that's a club, not a bar, bar but I would consider that a bar. Coyote Ugly. Great bar. I mean, yeah, those girls would have pissed me off. I'd be like, hey, you're not going over my drinking shit. Get off the <laughs> bar. I want a bar with warm beer that tastes I don't like want, I want fucking Beto O'Rourke jumping up with his feet on my where I'm eating and drinking. Fuck that. But if you, want it, if you <laughs> wanted to just have a warm piss drink of a beer, like TJ. Oh, if you want some piss warm chungo, you know just where to go. You go to Tarasco Bar. And that's what we're talking about today. Man, the segues have just been so tight. I hate to call them out, but I can't help it. You've been it's muting my mic. <laughs> that's that shit that you show up for here on Flyover State of Film. Those fire segues. We're talking about my pick this week. A movie that is very near and dear to my heart that I've watched many, many times that I quote along with. I can't help myself. I'm very annoying to watch this one with. Um, and that is Desperado, the Robert Rodriguez sophomore effort. Um, real quick, I want to say that this came out the same, like the same couple weeks as the usual suspects, and I got them confused for a while because their um, trailers were very similar. They both had uh, well dressed Latino men with long hair walking with fire behind them, and there were lines in both of them about how their faces were shadowed. You didn't see nobody <laughs> saw their faces, and so like I thought they were the same movie until I finally saw Desperado, which I saw way before I ever saw Usual Suspects. So that's just a little bit of trivia for you about me. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what is one of my, if you listen to a DVD bunker of my top 10 action movies, one of my all-time favorites. Oh, my God. We almost got to do it. Holy shit. You didn't even segue about the Marvel movies. I know. I I, I missed my opportunity. I didn't go back to it. But now that you mention it, I did do an (laughs) all-DVD bunker that was non-MCU comic book movies, not just Marvel, but all comic book movies, non-MCU. More about superheroes than just like adaptations. All right. Anyway, Ryan, tell us what Desperado is. Oh, okay. So Desperado is, I described it actually uh, to Yusef earlier. It, it has the same, a similar structure to the Evil Dead franchise, where a filmmaker on a shoestring budget, a young man named Robert Rodriguez, who it came up in that same era, just a little bit behind Quentin Tarantino, but in that 90s 
Kevin Smith, everybody's doing it on the dirty independent cinema that does not exist anymore. And wait, um, and he's and he does it. He does everything. He does cinematography, editing, producing, <laughs> directing, and writing. He does everything. Yep, it's everything. Uh, one thing, if you have the DVDs for these movies, there's some great, he does the Robert Rodriguez film school. And literally I would recommend it. If like, you're just, even if you're just making YouTube videos, fucking yep. it's still a resource. Look at that shit. Check it out. Yep. But anyway, so his first movie, El Mariachi was about a guy who it's kind of a, uh, North by Northwest almost situation where a guy gets mistaken for a killer because he's a guitar player and a guy has a good heart. He's full of guns and he gets mistaken for him. And that all plays out. It's a great movie. I'm not going to spoil it here. Check it out. But the, his second movie Desperado is almost, it's a sequel, but it's also kind of like a remake in a way it, it's, it's, it's borderline. It's not as remakey as evil dead too, but it's, it's more similar. like, it, I'd say it's more like um, Road Warrior and Mad Max. Yeah, yeah that's, like true. A, that's a great yeah, example. That's a great, that's a great one. That's a very good. Um, yeah. But anyway, so this, the plot of it is... We're doing is good, a, guys. Uh, <laughs> Energy. Um, the plot is there's a... Um, basically, a Antonio Banderas plays a man bound for revenge. He has a guard, guitar case full of guns. He's seeking out the boss who ordered the killing of his uh, girlfriend. It's a little obscure because he already killed the guy who actually killed the love of his life. That death has been taken care of in the first movie. So this is like, he wants to seek out his boss because that he had that part's a little unclear. I don't mind though. It's fine. It's a, just a very basic revenge story. And we follow him through he, you know, his quest. He comes to a small town. He meets you know, a beautiful lady. A lot of people die. And, and, uh, and explosion. As we go. Yeah. But you know, you know what I love? You know what I love about... Uh, guitar music. <laughs> you know what I love about Robert Rodriguez before we actually jump into it? And, and it kind of plays into what we're going to talk about. What you just talked about, about the Mirachi and the Sparrow shit. Like Robert Rodriguez is kind of like David Lynch and Wes Anderson and... Uh, Martin Scorsese, to name a few, like he's very loyal to his actors, and he always oh, casts yeah. them again. But it it kind of, at least for me, it plays against that uh, because El Mariachi from the first one plays like the second hand to uh, Antonio Banderas yeah. in this movie. And I'm like, that's that's El Mariachi. Why the fuck is Antonio Banderas? <laughs> You know why, to... man? <laughs> they needed to sell this movie in the United States. They needed a bigger star than that. I'm still impressed. I'm still impressed that they got it made with Antonio Banderas, to be quite honest with you, because yeah. I didn't know who Antonio Banderas was when this movie came out. He had been in what his biggest role was probably in Philadelphia before this. Racist. I was not aware. He wasn't on my radar as a 12 year old however old I was. When did Zorro come out? Wait, I all right, cool, cool, cool. Two, Never mind. He was like a star. Yeah. Even Selma Hayek. That's one of this is like this one is of her first roles. This is before. Yeah, this is the first time I saw Selma Hayek too. And oh my God, God, Selma Hayek in this movie. Uh, the way they introduce her is that she causes a car accident because she's so hot. The people are staring at her and they run into she's, each other. And she's that's a like Hall a famer. What what are you father, said? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Uh, also, um, the, the fact that they kept hollering at her after they crashed. Yeah, they the were still. They didn't even care. Like, now, I did want to ask TJ. This was your first time seeing this movie. First right? time ever. Joe, had you seen it before? Yeah, yeah, I have. 
All right. Well, TJ, since it's your first time, just like break it down just a little bit for us. How did it? How'd you like it? This the very first like fifteen minutes of this, mind you. Steve Buscemi comes in hot. Oh, so hot. Oh man, that Buscemi. Out that, that story and then Quentin Tarantino's joke later on during his cameo so were the good. two things that sold out this movie as much as the action ever did. Like, yeah. oh, he Quentin wrote Brian, that intro, bit on that joke hard, and he told that shit for sure. I, I don't know. These are just Joe facts right now. I feel like Quint they had a cut of the script of the movie, right? And then Quentin Tarantino said, "No, you need this intro. And you need to catch a Cheech Marin." <laughs> Who's a throwback? Wrote his own dialogue for sure. I don't know how much he's so Tarantino-y. No, it's so that, that Cheech, Cheech Marin uh, reacting to the and and you know what I like about Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi is acting like a guy that's acting, telling a story that he clearly telling it. I love yeah, that. exasperating yeah. it. He's like Busha. <laughs> I love how many times he hits the thing about he's like these guys were real scum, not like the class no, 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 no. guy who got in this place. And, I'm talking and, I love, class turds. and I love the callback to the beer. He's like drinking the beer. He's like, oh, this is so good. And then when they show Quentin drinking the beer, he's like, what the fuck am I drinking? <laughs> and he's like so committed to the story and so committed to being overly nice. He's like, oh, this is such a good beer. Can you change the mug? This mug is dirty. What the fuck? Like, all we have. but like th like these movies i grew up on i texted my buddy like right away i was like how did you not show me this movie we watched D from dust dawn we watched uh return of living dead like all those weird movies robert rodriguez style movies it's like why did you show me this He's like i've seen it a million times to tell you why i've never seen it with you i couldn't tell you but like this movie yeah, that's it's like one of those things to where now i want to do which uh, once upon a time in mexico Oh, and you should watch El Mariachi too. No disrespect yeah, to El Mariachi. Yeah. Like it's a great, it's really good. And it's especially good. when like you know like how cheap he made it. It's like as impressive as clerks. It's like imagine the budget of clerks, but a dude made a real movie and not just a movie of two guys standing in a behind yeah. the counter. You know what I mean? Like and multiple he killed scenes. It. Um I think it's this movie, yeah, was like seminal as far as it's so distinctly his own thing but yet still very much like he's clearly making an american action movie and a john woo movie oh, and man. but he's also making a totally original Especially, mexican action movie that never existed before like i love, I love the, go ahead joe i was gonna say there's a really odd scene in this movie where um the the color saturation changes never did anyone notice that like it's very I mean, probably that. Do you remember? Oh, it's it's a Selma. It, I mean, this is very open. It's a Selma Hayek Antonio Banderas scene, but like the, the saturation changes and it to bring like a, a more of like a fear of dread. I, I, I don't know. I just noticed it. I, I'm sorry. I don't have a big I think, I think it was, I think I it was a sex scene. Go ahead. <laughs> That's sex scene. I mean, I don't. We would. We don't want to be creepers here, but my god. <laughs> um, hey, but I guess. Yeah. If you saw this when you were a young teen, it was definitely something that you know stuck with you. you know? Oh yeah, I mean, I saw this movie. Um, this movie came out in '95. I saw this movie uh, probably three years wow. later, and I was around ten years old. And I would watch this movie religiously because I, I, I can only imagine like a little Robert Rodriguez in school 
and learning about physics, and he's like, fuck you. A bullet can move <laughs> a man 20 feet in the air. And he's awesome. like, every single explosion, every right. single bullet is so bombastic. It's so over the top. The it's fantastic. Shootout he has, like, I like the, the Buscemi. I like the intercut shootout with all the antlers on the walls. But the next fight scene, the shootout at the Tarasco bar, oh, is one geez. of my favorite action sequences of all time. There's so much good shit going he's, on in that. He's not a frugal um, man. He doesn't save no. a single bullet. Like, a I man can get 20. He the, reloads the, the guns, and then the guy jumps on him, he kicks him in the air. He unloads the two full clips into one dude, and then kicks him out. Like, you just... That's just the, like you shot him like twenty times. The first um, time I he's on the floor shooting when he's on the floor shooting and the fucking bullet hits his spur and the spark goes off on his spur. I like when he shoots the fan off and it falls on the guy. Oh, and there's that crazy. perfect little cloud of smoke oh, on the no, ceiling the, where the fan the, falls. They they can't find a bullet. That sequence is amazing. They, oh, they're they go going through the guns me. and all the guns are shot out and they keep. Oh man, I, I, I love I mean, the, the best way he shoots the guns. Going them. back to the shitty bathroom too and. Uh, then, like, he was actually the legit pickup man, but he gets killed because of the stuff that's going on with Quentin Tarantino or whatever. It's so good. <laughs> Some high laying that dude out in the stairs, and then he comes fucking falling down. And Antonio Banner's like lays like three more bolts into him. And I love, and, I, and TJ pointed it out. So I many good comedic way, beats. I love the way that he kind of flourishes his. Uh, oh, there's <laughs> that loosey goosey Han Solo like gun like wrist flick. He's like the guys from Wanted where they flick the bullets around corners and shit. <laughs> what makes me think now that with the El Mariachi stuff is he really that skilled, or is he just fucking unloading as many bullets as kind of like you would in a video game where you're just button mashing? He just so like what movie are we talking about? Out. Auto, you could you could question it, but if we're talking about the next step, which is oh, once upon a time in Mexico, he is like a killing machine, yeah. an unstoppable, unkillable, mm-hmm. can't miss, bullseye, hawkeye, fucking can't master, hit. bullet master. I want to improve throughout the movies. Can I? I loved I love the misdirect of the guitar case, like because yeah. there's a shit ton of mariachis in, in Mexico, and you know he can blend in. But how fucking heavy is that case? How heavy oh is that God. case? The fake top is so tight. Like when they first open it, and he has that scene where he's like, "No, it's just a guitar. It's my guitar." And, I, and then and they I, I, slowly, it slowly comes open, and you see, and the uh, the cock gun. From from Dust Till Dawn is in there. And also, this is the first movie I think I ever saw the sleeve guns used, where he pops. Oh yeah, yeah, that's genius. Yeah, and also like. Oh no, well, well, first movie you saw, I would say that's the fucking taxi driver. Well, yeah, but I mean, I meant used in like this kind of like actiony way of like uh, you know. And also, uh, although I don't know though, because it wasn't Alien Resurrection too, so right around the same time. And also, as much action as in this movie. As much action as in this movie, you get a very touching scene between him and the kid from Coco with the guitar. Absolutely. Like, oh, okay. the the road. Little Dom Herrera <laughs> his fucking puffy cheeks. No, <laughs> I love, I love, I love, the, I love, I love the guitar thing. Like uh, the, all right, this is the hand, the hand wound. Yeah, represents. That's like part of it. That's like his wound from yeah. his previous. Life. It represents. It represents yeah, the last about how it's easier to destroy than to create. Yeah. 
I love the, the like the ham wound represents like he lost his wife, but he also lost his passion for music and he lost his um, job. But that hand wound does not interfere with him fucking shooting guns at yeah. all. Like he's super comfortable with shooting a gun. There's no problem. He's gonna pull a trigger than it is. He has that whole speech. That's what he said. I was gonna say the one thing hey. hard, like it's easier to pull a trigger than it is to strum a guitar. And he tells the kids like, "Don't worry about this hand. Take a look at this hand right here." It tells the Coco kid, and then that's like, how Pixar got the Troy to create. But there's something we haven't talked about. We talked about how we had we how this movie gave us Antonio. We talked about how this movie gave us Selma. Do it. There's somebody else. Do it. Danny motherfucking Trejo. I had never seen that dude and talk about something that made an impression. And then literally like everybody, I feel like every casting agent who saw Desperado instantly put Danny Trejo in every movie. He's in Anaconda. He's in Con Air. He's in fucking like, he just starts popping up in shit forever. And then, I mean, obviously Robert Rodriguez kept putting him in shit. Yeah. He's just so good. That scene, him versus the limousine, He's, just he's like, only got the knives. He's, he's so just, badass. And, and, you, and that's so funny because he would have killed Antonio Banderas. The movie would have ended. But they like, oh, we killed a guy with knives. And it's like, oh, we're looking for a guy with knives. It leads to a great comedic beat where they take him back to the club. So and they're getting the description of the dude over the phone. And he's got, like on, he's got a tattoo on his chest of a woman. Okay? Anything else you can give me? He throws knives. They pull knives up. He's like, all he's right. Big drop uh, the knives and the money. <laughs> But also, like, it's one of those best action scenes where in the entire movie, they kind of, like, hint towards it where, like, the guy's uh, Antonio Bader shooting his guns, reloads his clip. He's like, oh, they're empty. And then he has that great scene in the bar where him and the guy are going after the empty guns the entire time. There's a scene where Danny Trejo literally throws every single knife he can into the limo. And the very next scene, you see him, his entire belt is full of knives again. And I'm just like, that is exactly what I expect in these type of movies. Exactly. And you know what? It's like I'm totally fine with it. It's yeah. the same way as – it's like it's the same uh, disbelief when they shoot Danny Trejo. He only gets hit in his vest because that's where <laughs> they can put the squibs. He's yeah. got a totally bare chest, but they never hit him in the chest. They only hit him in the vest. So, yeah, you know what? I have I have fun I have fun with uh, Once Upon a Time, but Once Upon a Time is when they switched from squips to um, CGI. So oh, yeah, it's not the same. It's not the it's same. Not the same. Like squib when he when Banderas pulls the first knife out of his back and just like a oh, squirt of blood hits the wall and you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> this doesn't work that, that way. doesn't happen in movies today. Yeah. We got to talk a little bit about Bucho too. Uh, Joaquin Dalmadia is really great as the villain in this. He's a real scum. Scummy slime ball guy. Did you, did you oh. like? Did you like the reveal that he's his brother? I've I never was so late in the movie. It right. is almost meaningless. It doesn't really mean much, yeah. you know. Like the only complaint I have with this movie, and it's like a legit, like you know, a sewer complaint. Cinema, cinema is the guy that the guy that um gets his leg broken, like. I thought there was gonna be more with him. Okay. Like, uh, oh my god! I, that is the, the minute I was telling my wife this last night. It's the first time that like I ever felt like a movie subverted my expectation when I was expecting something and it didn't pay off. I was even as a kid, I was like, "Oh, they had a big. They introduced this guy with a fight, so that means he'll fight with Antonio Banderas. That's how movies work." Yeah, and then <laughs> like. And then he just shoots the guy, and the guy doesn't fall. He more jumps off of a building <laughs> at him. 
I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a small, uh, a minimal complaint list, and the very first one. Oh, go is, ahead. You're, you're the, the first time watcher. Go ahead. Yeah, first time watcher. The very, my, this, this small. I've already talked about a couple of these things, but the very first thing with the boxing, a small complaint list is pretty nice. It's, it's pretty yeah, nice. <laughs> the <laughs> boxing kickboxing scene where they lead up to this guy, and it's the worst like uh, uh, dramatized boxing you'll ever see, and like stage boxing. Yeah, but I love Christos. Come on, Christos, Christos. <laughs> Which I love that. You, that's just awesome. That's what I'm saying. Christo should have been the guy to finally go hand to hand against Antonio Banderas. That's it. That guy with the whole yeah, Christo almost beats him to death, and then he shoots him at the last minute. That's what we should have gotten. Now the number one, the number one thing I have here is it starred, and this goes back to the beginning. And I'm not a doctor. I don't know how this works, but when Salma Hayek um, heals Antonio Banderas and sews him up, but before she sews him up, she lights a fucking cigarette. Oh, I know. Takes him off, and then shoves it into his open wound that's as if it was like clean. In the that's not how you cauterize a wound. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hold on a second. The one <laughs> it's so poppy and so fun, though. Like, it's such a hysterical moment. It's a great moment. That whole moment is so good because up until then, you've only seen him be tough and badass. It's like the first time he's ever vulnerable in the whole movie and she's kind of got him at her mercy. And I love that part too, where he drinks the hot, hot she like water, lets him yeah. get right through his lips. And then she's like, hot water. <laughs> what, are you doing to me? what the fuck are you doing to me? That's a good movie. All right, go ahead. TA, one more. And the, my favorite part, my favorite part is they kind of like lead up to this. This is like the foreshadowing. They're like, uh, Steve Buscemi's like, you want some crazy guys? Call the two guys from the so-and-so. And then he finally fucking does it. And it and it, it leads to one of the best action scenes I was say, ever. How, like, what did you think was going to happen when those dudes showed up, TJ? Like, did you have any idea what you were about to be in for? No, I literally thought they were going to do the same thing with their guitar cases. But with, as soon like, as one had a... Be full of guns, right? <laughs> as soon as one had a specific one and one had a specific gu- gu- uh, guitar case, I was in. Power Not only did you have way. a rocket launcher in his guitar yeah. case, but it's and some kind what? of magic, like... You can cock it and you can reload it. Like he, he just he just like jerks the handle and it reloads a rock a second rocket. That they don't even that just doesn't exist. That's not a thing. Do you know there's <laughs> like those weird shows on like Discovery where they like make the old t- style swords and stuff out of movies? If someone yeah. can make a guitar case rocket launcher and just shoot at like a hill of sand for once for me, I'm in. I like the machine guns too. I'm into the machine gun ones yeah. too. I love He's like spraying them down. I love it. I love it. I love. I love the, because me as an audience member, I'm like, why the fuck are they not looking for cover? Like they're just in the middle. And then Antonio Banderas goes up to him and is like, get fucking cover, and then <laughs> walks away. And then he dies because he's yeah. in the middle of the street getting shot I at. Antonio Banderas hiding behind his guitar case too, and he like picks up one <laughs> leg and he's like standing behind it, like, like his Captain guitar America. case. Again. Dude, there's so many good comedic beats. Oh, it's so, yeah, so oh, many. There's really it is. It's got some like really legitimately funny moments for you sure. Like, what about what about when <laughs> this is kind of funny in that it's just like a fucked up thing, but like they cut from like the beauty of the sex scene between uh Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek to Joaquin Dale Media getting rid rode by that girl and she goes Dude, to kiss him, he blows the cigar smoke in her mouth. <laughs> it's just oh. such a nasty motherfucker. 
<laughs> she's also wearing a full thing of underwear, which also is one of my list. Where she's like, "How do you have sex with underwear on?" Because that's well, people has... do that, but it is a pet peeve of mine. Uh, but <laughs> I don't yeah, like. He has, he has his pants on. I hate when people pull the underwear over to fuck. Don't. That's fucked up. Take that shit off. <laughs> That's like you're gonna get a goddamn yeast infection. Like the that. funniest beat of this movie is that guy playing the villain uh, with his one good henchman, where he's like, "Oh look, a stranger! I don't know him. He's got a oh, gun." Boom! Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, he tried to shoot that guy twice in the fucking movie. Like he really hated him." Yeah, that guy was going for sure. I did I love the it. I do love the bulletproof limo though. That's something I wish that we was brought tight, yeah. more movies. That was tight. Yeah, that was a fucking great movie. All right, real, let's wrap it up real quick. Were there any thoughts that we needed to get out about Desperado? I feel like this is a pretty good one. Um, I'll start pick, out by guys. rating it. If you didn't w- watch, if you haven't listened to my DVD bunker, I won't spoil the ranking, but this is like an almost perfect action movie to me. I'll give it like a 9.5 out of 10. Right. I'll jump right in. Go ahead. Anybody else? Take the reins. No, I'll jump right in there. Um, I haven't seen this. This is the first time watched for me. And all this means to me is now, guys, I want to make a promise to you for at least the next two episodes. All right. I'm going to leave my childhood behind and I'm going to try Whoa. to bring some heat. I'm going to try to bring some heat because I'm going to have cool. to after this one. I, I'll I, tell I, you about heat. Yeah, okay. No. Uh, and uh, I'm going to give this movie a clean nine a clean nine out of ten i'm a big fan of this this is something i'm going to rewatch and also go into it what would you joe where you've been quiet for a while give me something i also will go a clean nine out of ten oh my god this is a phenomenal film this is right up there with drunken master as far as if you're watching this movie to get action if you're watching our show to get action recommendations, we're fucking killing it lately these are fun fun action movies like you could pop them on. They're not too fucking long. And the, I want to say that about that. The length of this movie is perfect. No oh, time is wasted. Yeah, it's like a nice, tight action movie, too. Yeah, no, there's no bloat on this yep. movie. It moves. Like, it, it clips. Clips along. So, we, you just the last one. Last man standing. Let's hear that ranking, baby. Oh, man. This is, this is 10 out of 10 guitar cases for me like <laughs> this is my this is when tj is like oh this norm and fucking is my childhood no bitch antonio banderas <laughs> is my childhood and that is that is desperado that is like jackie like we've been oh, that's we've face been, off for me <laughs> i love this film so much it's campy it's action it's funny it's dramatic it has a, a, literally everything and to add all on that on top to know that one it comes from one man's head and he did everything it's fucking he's great. a real so, mexican he's yeah. a mexican i'm a puerto rican and he's a mexican <laughs> i mean it's no elite battle angel but. So, uh, that movie <laughs> that movie is fun Fuck you, Joe. Why are we going to watch? That's another movie that I, like, to be fair, when that hits DVD, I'll watch the shit out of it. No, I'm going to watch it. And remember when I was shitting on Hellboy earlier? I'm going to watch the shit out of that when it comes to DVD, too. Make no mistake. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, too. Don't worry. Joe, Joe, what are we going to watch next week? Next week, next next time we are together, we actually will physically all be together in Pittsburgh. I'm going to touch your face. We will touch faces. And... There's an end game. But before we get to the end game, we got to get to the best MCU film that's never been released, which is Blank Man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. 
What? We're all going to watch MC. We're going to talk about Endgame a lot. It's going to be hot that week. But also, the movie of the week is Damon Wayne's is Blank Avengers Man. Endgame, man. We're going to watch Avengers Endgame. The, the Forgotten <laughs> Avenger. I'm not. We're going to do Avengers Endgame, of course. <laughs> what are you crazy? You fucking Blank Man and your shit. <laughs> Joe's Avengers oh. are Blank Man, Meteor Man, and. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna fucking watch Avengers Endgame. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's next say episode, goodbye. Next episode. next episode you see of this show will be the four of us in the same room. We're gonna get to record together. We're gonna get to touch tips. We're gonna do the whole thing. Um, and, and we are gonna be talking. It's gonna be. We're gonna be talking Avengers Endgame. Um, also, I want to throw this out there, and we'll, de we'll definitely throw it out on Twitter, but I think one of our segments is going to be a Q&A session. So if you have any questions for anybody at Flyover State of Film, whether you want to pose it to one of us individually or if you want to pose it to us as a group and we'll handle it, either way, hit us up on Twitter um, or, you know, you can find me at Herskillies, uh, hashtag DVD Bunker if you want to watch anything of I've done before. Search that DVD Bunker show. I've talked about it enough. Send us questions for flyover pit hashtag flyover pit at her skillies guys tell them where they can find you tell them where they can send questions to any of us uh at, at wild of movies uh you can find me also at wildlovemovies.com where i could post a bunch of reviews that nobody reads uh, i was also in the dvd bunker if i could I was, read i would read the shit out of those oh no you're good some people read it and i love i love ryan ryan shout out to ryan um well, if and, they don't uh, read yeah. your stuff, definitely don't support them. Like as long as you know it's a quid pro quid pro quo type thing. So if they don't support you, do not support them. That is the way it works. What's up, TJ? <laughs> uh, squid pro row. You gotta find me squid at, pro quo. <laughs> find me at TJ Dex on Twitter. You got a uh, flyover state of film on YouTube. You guys are here. Check out our Star Wars reaction, our Avengers reaction. There might be a Chucky reaction tomorrow. Me getting very drunk and angry at that film. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how I feel about it. Um, other than that, guys, I had a lot of fun. And uh, Joe, where can we find you, bud? You can find me on the DVD bunker talking about Blank Man and my super ex girlfriend, and, um, and you know just every movie that's not in the MCU on the DVD bunker. Uh, no, you can find me at Chandanga One, just being a general asshole, um, professional yeah. troll, Chandango One. Yeah, and uh, no, a lot of fun. Uh, ask us some questions. Uh, be looking forward yeah, to like that. I said, hit us up. Nothing's too personal because if it's too personal, we just won't fucking answer it. So, or if it's too personal, we will answer it, and then you'll feel uncomfortable. And with then the you'll, be, you'll be sorry that you ask about my dad and our <laughs> shitty relationship. Now I haven't talked to him in years. How'd that make you feel, asshole? Why'd you bring it up? God, fuck, guys, Jesus, get him out of here. God damn it. <laughs>